Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Satan's number one confusion is, how will you get to heaven? Because I'm a good person. Notice, it is not by works. Why? So nobody can boast. Well, I'm better than you. I serve more this weekend than you serve, so I'm going to heaven. Now, we make fun of that, but that's what people believe. Here's what you want to write down. You ought to know this by heart. Good people don't go to heaven. Only forgiven people go to heaven. There's only one way in which man might be saved, and his name is Jesus Christ. Today, Pastor Mark will warn listeners of any religion or belief that preaches a message different from the gospel. Many live this life thinking that if they do more good than bad, they will go to heaven. Scripture makes it very clear that all have sinned and fallen short and need a Savior. There is a need for every person to be forgiven and filled with the Spirit. Don't allow the enemy to feed your pride and say that you've got it all together. Only Jesus can bring eternal life. Follow him today. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part two of his message. Why does everyone need forgiveness and a savior? For the sin of this one man, Adam, it brought death to many. That means it brought death to all. But even greater is God's wonderful grace, who is Jesus, and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man. Here it is, Jesus Christ. So God's forgiveness is not only erases our sin debt, separation from God, but gives us more. When I accept Christ, who is the only one that can remove sin, my greatest need is forgiveness. I can't forgive myself. I don't forgive myself. I like to forgive myself of some things, but I can't forgive myself of sin. Only God can do that. And he does it through Jesus. But it doesn't just mean, when I come to Christ, I just don't have my sins forgiven. John 10, 10 says, he came to give me life and life abundantly. You have to understand this morning, Satan deceives us. The greatest lifestyle you and I can ever live is following Jesus Christ. It brings everything in it. Do I still have trouble? (laughs) Say amen, oh me. Yes, I do. Now, so that contrast, again, is between Adam and Christ, the two men we're talking about. Now, here's verses 18 through 19. Watch this. I have it for you in the overhead. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. If I'm not born again, if I haven't become a Christian, my sin condemns me. But Christ's one act of righteousness, dying on the cross, brings a right relationship with God. I'm restored back to the way it should be. And a new life 
for everyone. Now, look what happens. Because one person disobeyed God. Let's see how you're doing. Who was that one person? Adam. And we're in Adam. That's where we come from. That's our line. Because one person disobeyed God, many, really, all became, say with me, sinners. But here's the opposite. Here's the contrast. But because one other person obeyed God, who would that be? Jesus. How did he obey God? He went to the cross. Many, all who accept him will be made righteous. Here you see the impact, V-I-O, the value and impact of one. The impact of Adam, sin nature to the whole world. The impact of Christ, the possibility, if you'll accept him as Savior, to have all your sins forgiven. That's amazing to me. So here's simple words for you to understand. Key number three, the impact of one. Adam, Adam, death through Adam, life through Christ. Now, let's just stop and think. All of our campuses. There's two things in life that we deal with. Death and life. We're all going to die. Life, where will I live when I die? There's only two destinations. So this whole thing, two men, Adam and Christ, defines why we share the gospel with the world. Because it's about life and about death. The rest of the stuff doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Now, you see this. And sometimes we don't get this. Satan will never quote this verse. The wages, the outcome of sin is death. Is death, separation from God. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So we see that man's biggest problem is sin, and his greatest need is to get rid of his sins. Well, how can I get rid of our sins? There's only one way, by receiving God's forgiveness. So here's key number four. God has one solution to sin. He has only one. Forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Now, As a Christian, after we accept Christ, he forgives us our sin. But do we still sin? Yes, we do. And so that's why we have this verse. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. There's no Christian that's a perfect Christian. We're forgiven and we're trying to become more like Christ. So we use this as a thing. As you and I understand that's why we're gracious to people who are sinful because we know the old battle is still there now when you see what you just saw there i confess that the solution man has lots of solutions to try to figure out how that works and let me share with you some things that satan does in our life he brings confusion to this now because satan hates jesus he lies to us he's a great deceiver he loves to confuse people so The one solution to our sin is Jesus. That's the only solution. Satan offers false solutions. Here they are. Most people want to ask, when they go to heaven, why will God let them in? By the way, let me give you a little clue. You don't walk up to somebody and say, well, if you happen to get into heaven, knowing you, that's a fat chance. Why will God let you in? That is never the way I start the conversation. 
I start the conversation like this. When you die and you go to heaven, why will God let you in? See the difference? You haven't condemned them. Why will God let you in? Well, Satan offers all kinds of... There's only one solution. His name's Jesus. But there's lots of things from Satan. When people ask that question, here's what they say. I'm going to go to heaven because I'm a good person. I'm religious. I go to church. I give to God. I've been water baptized. I believe in God. Actually, you hear this one quite often, especially from college students. I, I believe God grades on the curve, and I'm better than most people. <laughs> Amen. You know, we're kind of funky people. We look at people, I'm better than them. I'm getting to heaven. And I hope we're standing in line together because God's picking me. It ain't picking him. I'll tell you that right now. Well, is that true? How do I get to heaven? Most people believe they will get to heaven because they're good people. They do good things. Now, we have lots of good people. But I want you to see in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. You should have this in your Bible. You should know this by heart. Here's what the answer is. For it is by grace, I don't deserve it, I don't deserve to be forgiven, that you have been saved through faith. I believe that there's one solution. Jesus Christ is it. If I confess, repent, believe and follow, I'm going to be saved. So it's by grace you have been saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's nothing I did. I wasn't good enough. It's a gift from God. It's not by works. Isn't this how brilliant the Bible is? Satan's number one confusion is, how will you get to heaven? Because I'm a good person. Notice, it is not by works. Why? So nobody can boast. Well, I'm better than you. I serve more this weekend than you serve, so I'm going to heaven. Now, we make fun of that, but that's what people believe. Here's what you want to write down. You ought to know this by heart. Good people don't go to heaven. Only forgiven people go to heaven. It's not complicated. It's very simple. Well, why are you going to heaven? Because I'm a good person. No, let me read to you Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Have you been forgiven of your sins? Well, I don't even know what that means. I don't think I'm a sinner, actually. Well, you have ammunition. We're all sinners. We're born into sin, and we sin by nature. So as you clarify that, You have to understand, who is doing this? This is Satan. He lies. But he lies about many other things. Listen to this. Satan has convinced many people there is no hell. There's many people you will talk with and say this. When everybody goes to heaven, God's the God of love. Everybody goes to heaven. That's not true at all. That's definitely a lie. Satan has also lied to people that when they die, there is basically no life after death. When you die, you bought the farm. You become kind of fertilizer in the backyard. That's it. There's nothing. That's not true either. Number three, he's decided millions of people deceive them that when they die, they'll be reincarnated, especially if you go to the eastern part of Asia and so forth. They'll be reincarnated. They'll come back and try to do life right the next time as an animal, another human, whatever. That's wrong. Let me ask you to write this verse down. I'll read it to you this morning. Hebrews 9, 27 answers all the lies. Maybe you believe one of those lies. Answers all the lies. Every one of those is wrong. Here it is. Just as man is destined to die once, you will not ever be reincarnated. You die once. And after that, to face the judgment, I will literally be judged 
because I never got rid of my sins and I'll be separated from God forever, spiritual death. Or I'll be judged that I received Jesus Christ who paid for my sins. They're no longer mine. They were placed on him and I will live forever in heaven. Now, how did I do that? Because I'm a good person. Because my dad was a pastor. <laughs> I got it up on you. My grandpa was a pastor. I got it up on you twice. Does that have anything to do with that? Nothing. Zero. Well, I was born in a Christian. Zero. I have to decide for myself. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Do you get it? It's a personal choice. It's not a family choice. It's not a group choice. Simply a personal choice choice. Now, one day a rich young ruler came to Jesus Christ, and he came asking about, basically this was his question, how do I get to heaven? How do I have eternal life? Now, he was a rich, he's not in the audience, those of you that are single ladies, I'm sorry. He was rich, he was young, he was good looking, and he was religious. Why would he come asking? Well, he got in the dialogue. From the outside, think of this, rich, young, good-looking, ruler, religious. From the outside, he looks like what? He has it, say it with me, all together. Does he? Mm -mm. That's why he's searching. You see, that sometimes puts us off. When we go to people in our neighborhood or work or wherever, they have all these things and whatever, titles, young, health, mm, business owner, manager, mm, home, three cars. Well, well, there's no use witnessing to them. They have it, say it with me, all together. Do they? No, they don't. Everyone starts as a sinner. Don't get discouraged. So Jesus begins to interact with this young man. And he says, the young man says, well, I keep all the commandments. So Jesus says, well... The first commandment is to have no other gods before. Uh, What's the number one God in your life? Well, Jesus already knew what it was. So he says to the young man, think about this. He says to the young man, go give your money to the poor and follow me. What had become this young man's first God? Money. Well, Pastor Mark, that doesn't happen today, does it? (laughs) Yeah, right. Lots of things can become before God. So... He basically, Jesus says, if you want your sins forgiven, if you want your guilt removed, if you want to know you're going to heaven, you want to have peace, give your money away, put God in first place, but he doesn't end there. He doesn't say, just give your money, just give your money. Lost these two words. And follow what? Follow me. It's a relationship. It's not an event. Follow me. Now, here's the key to this. When the young man heard this, Reading from Matthew 19, he went away sad because he had great wealth. So after Jesus said, one thing you have to do, give your money away. By the way, he never said that to anybody else. So many people today say, well, I'm not going to church. They're all after your money. No, the money you have is God's money. Well, I've earned it. He gave you the ability. Everything we have is a gift from God. We're not after your money. God's after our hearts. By the way, it includes the wallet. That's another whole sermon. Okay, here we go. Now, think about this. So here's this guy. He comes searching. He's got hope. He's given the solution. But he walks away. 
Does Jesus go after him? How about half of your money? No. What decision did he make? The wrong decision. He leaves the same way he came to Jesus. You see, we're deceived in so much. It, isn't, it is never an event when you come to Christ. He refused to follow Jesus. Now, one of the other deceptions, and I want to say it very quickly, but I hope you understand it. Many people have come to an altar. Here, Billy Graham, Greg Laurie, all kinds of things. Watch television program, got on their knees, accepted Jesus Christ. Maybe then they've been water baptized. Maybe they came to a, a beginning class to learn how to grow like Jesus. But as time goes on, you say to them, hey, how are you doing in your life? Well, I'm going to heaven, man. Well, how do you know you're going to heaven? Well, I prayed that prayer of salvation, and I got water baptized. And then I, would, I challenge them because I do this often to people. Well, are you following Jesus Christ? What do you mean? Is he first in your life? Well, no, I come to church once in a while. What's your problem, pastor? I said, no, it's not my problem. It's your problem. Because what does Jesus say? It's not an event. It's a lifestyle. Jesus' two words always with people were this. Come and follow me. Put me first. You're not going to be perfect. Come and follow me. We're going to do life together. It's a personal relationship. So many of these people, did they really repent? No. Repentant means this. I'm walking this way. By the way, in life, because we have a sin nature, who do we follow? <laughs> I follow me. Is that right? Me first. If you're married, you know what that's like. When you got married, you have one remote. <laughs> do you see the sin nature? Mine, mine. 27-year-old, mine, like a two-year-old. So we follow what? Ourselves. When I repent, the word repent means this. Change your mind, change your heart, watch me, change your direction of living. The focus is no longer you. The focus is God. Well, Pastor Mark, they possess, they, they, they made this profession. There's a difference between profession and possession. Do you know what Jesus says in Matthew 7? On the last day, these people come and they say, I made this Profession, man, it was fantastic. We're doing good things. And Jesus says to them, listen, I never knew you. I never had a relationship with you. You didn't follow me. You'd, you, you said the words, but you continued living like you wanted to live. And here's words you never want to hear because it was too late for them. Jesus says this, painfully, depart from me. That means they're going to hell. You say, Pastor Mark, why would you say that on a Sunday morning? Let me say it with all my heart. I'd rather you hear those loving words from me than Jesus when it's too late. So if you're here at our campuses this morning, I don't know who you are, but you know who you are. Come on, quit the profession and get it possessed. What? How? Here's how it is. To follow Jesus, I have to unfollow me Put him first. Will you be perfect? No, of course not. But that's a deception from Satan. So many people. I've been, I've been a Christian, as you know. I mean, more than you can ever imagine. 68 years. And I've watched this 
through all kinds of cities, all kinds of nations, all kinds of people. So confused about that. I'm water baptized. I walked up front. I prayed the prayer. I'm going to heaven. Are you following Jesus? Are you living like him? No, no, no. The Bible says fruits of repentance. There has to be proof that you really know Jesus Christ. Now, when you see that, that simply means this. What are we looking for? Why did this young man come? People appear as they have it all together. They don't. Here's number five. People are searching for purpose and meaning, something to fill their emptiness. You see, you will never be fulfilled, even though it looks like you have it all together. You'll never be fulfilled until you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And this is why. When you were created, God put eternity in your heart. And nothing can take that place except Christ. Eternity in our heart simply means this. You know you're going to die and spend eternity either in heaven with God or hell separated from God. You know that. Now, people say, oh, I don't believe that. Never argue. Down inside, it's there. You can deny it. You know, when people don't want to hear, forget it. Because you know it's there. I'm serious. I'm serious. You know that you need God. God's a loving God. He loves you. Billy Graham said this. You started on the great quest the moment you were born. It was many years, perhaps, before you realized it. Before it became apparent that you were constantly searching. Searching for something you never had. Searching for something that was more important than anything in life. Sometimes you tried to forget about it. Sometimes you even felt that you were freed from the need to go on seeking this nameless thing. At moments, you've almost always been able to dismiss the quest completely. But every single time, it's come back to you again. Always you've had to come back that you are searching. See, that quest cannot go away with religion. It only goes away with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And people are so confused about that. So when we look and we think people in our neighborhood at work, at school, at university, they have it all together. They really don't. If they're not a Christian, they're searching for purpose and meaning. Oh, good things may be happening in their life, but there's an emptiness inside them that can't be filled by anyone except Jesus Christ. So the gospel is what we're challenged to do. Let me just write this verse down, and I'll read it to you this morning because of time. Mark 16, 15. Jesus says this. He said to them, because people are searching, they're empty, they're lonely, they're guilty, they're afraid of death. He says to them, go into all the world and preach the good news, a word that you've heard of, the good news, the gospel to everybody. Good people don't go to heaven, only forgiven people go to heaven. Today, Pastor Mark prepared listeners for many of the false solutions to man's sin problem that the enemy will give. There's only one solution, that is by the repentance of sin and faith in Jesus Christ. Have you been searching for purpose or redemption through means outside of the gospel? Be encouraged that Christ holds the keys to heaven and joy on earth. 
You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church, and today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. We've seen the gospel message skewed in a variety of ways over the years. So what really is the gospel? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will define the good news and challenge believers to be bold in sharing it with the world. Every time this message is shared, the Spirit is at work in ways we don't even know about. It's important for us as Christ followers to be familiar with the message and proclaim its truth. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world A new hope he is given